Welcome everyone to our March podcast edition of Faith and Friendship Spoken Here, part of our program at Saints Isidore and Maria Parish in Glastonbury, Connecticut. So hi Michelle. Nice to do this again this month. And we were we've been looking forward to this edition of the podcast to be able to talk about uh, Lent and how we're preparing for Easter. And I just wanted to share that with you. Just some kind of ties into really current events. Um, I have memories of when I was young, probably about 12 or 13, I started really getting into my, like my family heritage. And we grew up in in New York with a lot of connection with my, my mom's family. And my mom's family was Italian and Irish and we spent a lot of time with them and they lived close by. And my dad's family, is of Ukrainian origin and we love them and spend a lot of time with them, but only on certain holidays and like once in the summer. And my, when I was little, about six years old, my grandparents moved from New York. They retired and they moved out to Albuquerque, New Mexico. So then we visited them a few times, but we didn't really have, you know, that close connection with them. So I started to get really interested in the Ukrainian Easter egg art called um, Pasanka or Pasanki. And I really just wanted to learn it. And I remember my mom drove me down to Yonkers in New York and we went to a Ukrainian cultural center and we bought the kit for the Pasanki and, you know, just learn about the history of it. So it's been something I've been learning my whole life. You know, I've not mastered it or anything, but could maybe do one or two eggs a year because they're so detailed and it's it's done with this wax resist method of, of the eggs and the dyeing them, but they all they have a lot of symbolic nature and um, believe that the uh, meaning of the eggs were a, a talisman or to keep people safe from harm and from evil. And there was also a, a legend of the the Pisanki. Each family or each person making them, and as long as they are enough to go to connect around the world, that there won't be evil or there won't be harm. So the idea is to keep mm-hmm. people. So with, with everything going on with Russia and Ukraine, it just makes me, you know, makes me sad, but it makes me, you know, want to continue that tradition and, and get out my, my, my kiska to, to do some eggs this year. And I just wanted to share that with you because that was part of my memories and part of my heritage. And it's just so relevant right now. That's so neat. Have you brought any to work before? Because I feel like I've seen something or we may have had the conversation because I thought how intricate these things look. So maybe, I don't know, maybe we had a conversation one day, but they looked amazing. Yeah. I mean, they're, they're made with like real eggs, but they are beautiful ones, of course, by artisans, you know, that they make them with wooden eggs now so that they last a bit longer and so forth. But I wanted to share that because that's important to me, but it's, it's just so relevant right now. I just feel so good. Absolutely. So. I like that. If there's enough of them around the world, you know, I like that, that sentiment. It's like like a chain of protection. I love that idea. So I am not of that intricate egg decorating. I'm more of the pause. (laughs) (laughs) The colored water and you put it in and that's your, your Easter eggs. (laughs) (laughs) Or. We can, we do some plastic ones for the dogs and you can put some little dog treats in there. Yeah. That's a little hunt, right? I love that. Yeah. I love that. I'm sure. Yeah. So. Do you have any like 
where do your memories of Lent or, you know, what, what's important to you at this time? Like what comes to your mind first and foremost? Yeah, I mean, that's a good question because I converted, uh, you know, I was in my 20s. So I, I really didn't growing up have any real like Lent experience or anything. You know, I didn't really dig in as much as I should have some of the time to learn more. I knew the concept of Lent, but I didn't really participate that much. You know, I wasn't around people that were doing that. So I kind of was like the only Catholic person sometimes. So it was kind of a, an interesting vibe. But now, you know, over the years that I've grown more in my faith, I tend to, uh, you know, really put some thought into what I want to do during Lent. And one of the things that you and I talked about is going to confession during Lent. And we talked about it last year, and then we talked about it this year. And so, you know, you you had gone on the weekend, and I don't live near the parish. So when you said that they were going to offer it on a weekday at like lunchtime, it all aligned that that's what we were going to do. So you were very kind and you brought me over because it's been a, a good while since I've been up in full transparency. It's, it's been a long while, I'll say. So I just wanted some moral support and you sat there with me and then um, I went and then, you know, I, I did some prayers and I definitely think it really helped me to get some clarity on some things and just teaching me some some new ways to kind of cope with like some stress and some prayers I can do. And so it was a really worthwhile experience. And I'm just so glad that you uh, you were there to help me out. So that was great. Oh, I was so touched that you that you asked me would I, you know, go with you or show you where it was at Saints as Adorn Maria. And, you know, I was so touched and it was so meaningful for me. So I was happy to be able to do that. I mean, full disclosure from me, last year with my Bible study group, we talked about confession and, and just to make it clear, I mean, I, I wasn't, I didn't go into confession with you, right, Michelle? Like, no, you sure didn't. You I just was there. I, I was praying myself, but I was just present. That's in, right. In the church. And I was there for you when you were, when you were all done. But last year, we talked about that in, in my Bible study group, too, as a sort of a challenge. And a lot of us were, were facing that, you know, and we were kind of coaching each other and cheering each other on like, hey, it could be a great thing. And, it, you know, the stigma is kind of it's different than it was. And it feels so great when you come out. So I, I went last year and again, I'd like to go more often. And so this year I made a commitment to, and I went on, on a Saturday and I just made the time for it and just made it happen. And I felt better. So I came in and told Michelle, like, I, I feel really better. And so it kind of worked for both of us. And we, you know, we had this experience together. So you just kind of bonding us as friends. I just think that was really special. So, so thank you for having me. Yes. And, and also, you know, we talk about what we were going to give up for Lent. So that's always something we talk about because, you know, we give up the stuff like mm -hmm. the, the junk food or the chocolate or the TV shows or whatever, mm -hmm. the reality TV show or, or whatever it is that we talk about. And I was, I was listening to a, a speaker and he was saying, you know, just because you give up chocolate for 40 days, when Lent's over, 
you're going to eat chocolate and your life goes on. So what can you really do during Lent to show some sacrifice in other ways? Mm -hmm. um, and, you know, really kind of being intentional with your words and your deeds during that time. That really got me thinking, you know, what, what can we do? And what are we doing, you know, during Lent? that we can just keep carrying through the year. You know, it doesn't stop after 40 days, right? So what did you come up with? Well, I I really, I like to help out certainly family. So I've made the intention to spend more time with my mother-in-law since my father-in-law died. She's alone. So um, being intentional because I have a little more patience than my husband and he's okay if I say that. I assist her with setting up appointments and, and doing that kind of stuff. So just being present with her and not just rushing through things, just like sitting there, spending time that's quality and intentional. I think that's something that we, we don't often do because we're rushing to the next thing, right? So I think just being present more is going to be a big thing for me during life. She appreciates that just Michelle, just your willingness to, to sit with her or to go through papers or, you know, help her clean up or organize something or just, just spending time with her, picking up things for her at the store. If she, if you're going out, I mean, I just think that must mean so much to her that you're not too busy to, to take the time. Right. Right. It, it's true. And, you know, she'd like my husband to call once a week in the middle of the week and I'll remind him and he'll forget. So I'll call. Uh -huh. That's nice. I'll say he's here. He says hi, but I'm the one that remembers to do it. So mm -hmm. I think stuff like that's important just for, you know, your friends, your family, just doing a little extra during Lent. That's that's kind of what I was thinking. What what were you thinking about for Lent? Well, I also, I mean, when I was little too, like I used to dread Lent. I used to know that it was a time that we had to give up chocolate or cookies or something. And it was just something that I would sort of brace myself for it and say like, oh, you know, this is going to be so hard. How am I going to do this? So I, I've gotten away from that a little bit in my adulthood just recently, but I'm like this year I'm giving up just anything that tastes good. So I'm not eating like dessert. I'm trying, I drank coffee. I didn't give up coffee, but like, <laughs> I'm just trying to drink tea. And I'm not trying to have any sweets or anything in between. So like anything that I don't need, I'm doing that. But also I'm really trying to strengthen my prayer life. And every year, the little black book that's in the back of the church or in the side doors of the church. Yeah, here's mine. <laughs> um, I take it every year and it has a little daily, like a little bit of history in the church or, or some story about a saint and then a little bit about Lent or something about sacrifice. And so every year I say, you know, okay, take the book and I have the best intentions. I carry it with me and I, every year I lose it and I don't, I don't finish it. And then I find it months later. And so this year I said, I'm going to put it with all my, like my Bible study stuff and my other like prayer books, and I'm going to leave it in my house. And so every morning, and it doesn't take that long, just a few minutes. And that's one thing that I've, I've been sticking to that. Um, that's really been helping me just stay grounded, a short little prayer in the little black book. And with my, you know, the other things that I do, I've been trying to pray more and just talk with God, uh, really just 
all the time. Like if I'm worried about something and I'm just finding that that is so comforting. I, I say the Our Father, or sometimes I say the Hail Mary. Um, I, I haven't mastered the rosary yet, but I, you know, I just try to pray when I remember and try to ask God or the Holy Spirit to give me the right words sometimes when I'm nervous and just try to, like you said, be intentional. I'm really trying to be mindful and intentional to speak with God all the time. And I find it's comforting, but it's helping me in my life too. It's helping me to feel organized and um, really just focused on what we're talking about, which is just, my, you know, my faith and, and how that's really a very strong current in my life right now. That's, you know, intersecting a lot of other things, but it's important for me to keep that alive. And I get what you're saying about praying more. And really just anytime, anytime, whether it's work or home. And I think, uh, you know, we were talking about surrender and Bible study. Mm -hmm. So certainly, um, you know, getting away from my will <laughs> and especially during Lent, getting that change, you know, into, you know, God's will. And that's what we should be uh, surrendering to. Life can be a learning season, right? Mm -hmm. Like we're trying to incorporate new things into our Lenten practices. And that's something that we're going to take with us. We do feel more grounded when we yeah. pray and praying through the difficult and, and being grateful for the difficult times because, you know, you come out on the other side of it and uh, somebody was quoting the footprints, you know, the, the footprints prayer. Yeah. So with the whole surrender, uh, you know, it is very powerful. One night I dreamed a dream. I was walking along the beach with my Lord. Across the dark sky flashed scenes from my life. For each scene, I noticed two sets of footprints in the sand, one belonging to me and one to my Lord. When the last scene of my life shot before me, I looked back at the footprints in the sand. There was only one set of footprints. I realized that this was at the lowest and saddest times of my life. This always bothered me, and I questioned the Lord about my dilemma. Lord, you told me when I decided to follow you, you would walk and talk with me all the way. But I'm aware that during the most troublesome times of my life, there is only one set of footprints. I just don't understand why. When I need you most, you leave me. He whispered, My precious child, I love you, and I will never leave you, never ever, during your trials and testings. When you saw only one set of footprints, it was then that I carried you. I think that's good, yeah. We're trying to do some, some different things this year. I think we're sticking to things more this year. I think last year, I, you know, here's my black book. I'm in my office, and it's in here, right? And how often am I actually in here to like sit down and read it? But like you, this is the first time I've still kept it. And like we're into Lent right now. So, uh, you know, it is good. It, it's so quick. These are really like one little page, right? Like yeah. one time for one little page. And it makes a difference. It makes a difference. You know, some of the other ways, I mean, in, in Lent, I've also been paying more attention to, you know, like the readings and the bulletin and, and different things that I that I see in, in my day-to-day -day world, you know, just about not just saying like, okay, we're in Lent, you know, what can I do? Or, you know, let me just pray, but like actually reading these things and incorporating them into my life. So 
you know, the, the three things that we do during Lent, are, you know, prayer, fasting, and, and almsgiving. So I feel like we talked about prayer. There's Stations of the Cross on Friday nights in, during Lent at 6.30 at St. Augustine Church, which is really, really lovely because now we're back in person at, at St. Augustine, which that's where it always was. But with the pandemic, some things had changed. Yeah, and yeah, so yeah. it's nice to have that back. That's you know, a nice ritual that I really I lo- enjoy that in Lent because it's so prayerful. And also the adoration of the Blessed Sacrament at 6 o'clock on Mondays. All the different kinds of prayer throughout Lent and just paying attention more to the Mass and so forth. But the fasting, I've been really trying to incorporate that. I mean, like I do it every year, but I'm trying to be more mindful of it, you know, on Ash Wednesday and on Fridays in Lent and um, not cooking meat and not eating meat and just trying not to nibble in between and just noticing, you know, I'm thinking like, all right, well, if Jesus survived 40 days in the desert on, you know, nothing, I mean, like, I don't really need that cookie or that Irish soda bread, (laughs) Irish soda bread, like, all right, I can live without it. But um, the almsgiving too is when we were growing up, we had the, the rice bowl, which I don't know if you're familiar with that, Michelle, but like we would get them in CCD and they were like, it was a little cardboard folded flat thing. And, and then you would like take it apart and kind of fold it together and make this little, like a bowl out of cardboard. And your idea was that you place it on your, maybe on your dinner table or family, keep it in, you know, in a, in a local central place. And anything that like, if I had allowance money that I would have spent on candy during Lent, I would put the money that I would have spent into the bowl. And then we would donate that money to, to the church or wherever the collection was. So, but also the church has lots of opportunities for people to donate to different charities during this time. So it's, it's just a way to be mindful and focused and say, you know, I'm going to make this shopping trip for this, collection of things i'm gonna you know leave at the church and then somebody that needs it is is gonna have it it's just a nice feeling so i really like to do any or all of those things as long as i can remember to keep doing it and just be aware of it and just make it happen so make it part of our day yeah our week so yeah yeah a lot of good stuff Uh, there's a lot of good um ideas for people and you know just looking at what we're trying to do ourselves differently and better and learn from. I know that we talked about, you know, how we should end today. And I know you had found a couple different peace type of prayers. So I think you're going to read one of those for closing, right? Yeah. I'd like to read this prayer. And it was, um, it was actually in the bulletin this week, but it's Pope Francis wrote this prayer in the name of the father and the son of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Now, Lord, come to our aid. Grant us peace. Teach us peace. Guide our steps in the way of peace. Open our eyes and our hearts and give us the courage to say, never again war. With war, everything is lost. Instill in our hearts the courage to take concrete steps to achieve peace. Keep alive within us the flame of hope so that with patience and perseverance, we may opt for dialogue and reconciliation. In this way, may peace triumph at last, and may the words division, hatred, and war be banished from the heart of every man and woman. Lord, 
Diffuse the violence of our tongues and our hands. Renew our hearts and minds so that the word which always brings us together will be brother. And our way of life will always be that of shalom, peace, salam, amen. Amen. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit, amen. Amen. Well, thank you, Michelle. Yes, thank you. Special, and I look forward to our next podcast next month when we're getting ready for Easter. Bye for now. Bye for now. Laura and Michelle with Faith and Friendship Spoken Here, a production of the Mental Health and Communications Ministries of Saints Isidore and Maria Parish in Glastonbury, Connecticut. We'd love to get your feedback on and topics for the podcast moving forward. Send those along to contact at isadoreandmaria.org. That's contact at isadoreandmaria.org. Thanks to our pastor, Father Mark Sislenko, for supporting this project. Our music is courtesy of Blue Dot Sessions in Turner's Falls, Massachusetts. I'm Carol Vassar. Thanks for joining us.